0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached, rolled back the stone, and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards were shaken with fear of him, and became like dead men. Then the angel said to the women in reply, Do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus the crucified. He is not here. For he has been raised, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Then they went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce this to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them, they approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Lord Jesus Christ. He is risen! Hallelujah, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia. Oh, it's so nice to say that word again. What a joy to be able to come to offer this holy mass as we commence this Easter season. This time of an overflowing of joy in the life of the church. And so many wonderful celebrations take place in the coming weeks. But even more so, simply the joy of knowing Jesus Christ, He who has defeated death. As we come this evening, we begin in a sort of a strange way, in total darkness. We stumble around trying to find the pews, and we put our hands out trying to make sure we're not running into things. Maybe moving our feet in front of us to make sure that is actually a step in the place that we're moving. And this is a good thing in a sense, because it reminds us that without the light of Christ, we have no security. But with Him, we can see all things. And so we rejoice in Christ, who is the light of the world, to come to give us the light. As we've journeyed through this sacred triduum in the past few days, has been a continuous reflection on the reality that we do not enter into a symbolic ritual or a mere remembering or reenactment of something of the past, but by a mystery of God's grace, we are brought into the actual moment of the events that we have celebrated. And we have walked with Christ through the Last Supper As he washed the disciples' feet, instituted the Eucharist, and invited us to go forth with him to Gethsemane and to watch and to pray. We gathered yesterday at the three o'clock hour to be able to pray the Good Friday Liturgy, the liturgy in which we came forward and lie prostrate in sorrow, in penitence, and in prayer we came forward to venerate the Holy Cross. And at the end, we paused for a time to be able to reflect upon the gift of the cross, the means of which we have won our salvation. Tonight is a similar situation as we come not at the close of the Triduum, but at the beginning of Easter. And much the same is still said of this event. This celebration begins with what's called the lucinarium, the light. We begin with the blessing of the fire outside. Again, everything is in darkness. The lights of the church are turned out. The safety lights on the street are on, of course, but we can't do all things, huh? I'm pretty sure the town would be upset if we started shooting out lights in the streets. That aside. But it begins with the lights. The lighting of the fire. The blessing of the fire. The lighting of the incense coals that are used to burn the fragrant incense to lift up the smoke to heaven. a sign of our prayers being lifted up to God. And even of our Lord Jesus being lifted up himself. And then the candle is lit. A single fire, a single flame. A pillar of fire as the Yotol hymn describes. Calling to mind that ancient pillar of fire. The Lord God who went before the Israelites in the desert. He said, but in the day I will lead you in a column of smoke, of cloud, and in the night a pillar of fire that I might be able to be seen. The pillar of fire, a sign of the good Lord who comes to lead us to the promised land. It's interesting that we begin with a sense of the light. If you go and research a little bit on the, the Shroud of Turin, the shroud which is said to be the burial cloth of Jesus, the cloth in which he was wrapped and placed in the tomb, scientific evidence indicates that the things that are present still and the only way that the image that is still on the shroud today would be able to be there was by an immense burst of light. It said that at the moment of the resurrection, something happened. No one knows what But something happened and an immense burst of light emitted forth from the body of our Lord, projecting, of course, the image of him onto the cloth and keeping it there. It begins with light. And so the light proceeds in and we sing that great hymn, The Light of Christ, Thanks Be to God. Threefold we come forth to announce the praises of our Lord. And then again, the singing of the exultet, that ancient hymn that sings the praises of a candle, not for the sake of a candle, but because of who the candle represents, Christ, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. It is Christ that we sing. And as we listen to that hymn over and over and over again, we're reminded that this is is the night. This is the night. We remember not an ancient day when Christ was born, when Christ was risen, because we're taking part in it here and now. This is the night. The Old Testament readings, which we then celebrate, are... For us here, in abbreviated form, there are nine readings uh, that would typically be read uh, in the liturgy. Uh, a little sign of mercy for you that we go with four each year. But we listen to those readings and they are for us a sort of traveling with the ancient people. A traveling with the Israelites as they journey from the first moment of creation up until the day when we receive that promise of the water that would be sprinkled upon us and the gift of a new heart, a fleshly heart the heart of Christ. We go through that time in darkness because they were a people in darkness looking forward to the light, and when Christ comes, the light comes to us once more. The light's coming on and radiating the building, slightly blinding us, so we can't actually read the glory if we try. But we sing that hymn of praise. Glory to God in the highest. We allow the voice of the Apostle to encourage us and to remind us of the gift of our faith. The gift of Christ Jesus. That if we have died with him, we will rise with him. And if we remain with him, we will reign with him. As so we draw close to our Christ. In a moment we'll have what normally would be the, uh, the, blessing, the blessing of the water a baptismal rite. Uh, we don't have anybody being baptized this evening. Uh, but normally there would be the, the, the celebration of baptism. Uh, a sign of a fullness of that sprinkling promise that was given to us in Ezekiel. But tonight we do have the blessing of the water. For the past couple of days, if you've come into the church, you may have been in the habit of putting your finger in the holy water font and been confused because it's dry, huh? <laughs> and it's a reminder of us thirsting for our Lord. Thirsting for his resurrection. With the blessing of the water, the water will return. It will be poured into the fonts, a sign of new life being poured out into us. The water sprinkled upon us, a renewal of our baptismal promises. And then he comes. In the gospel, the Lord says that to tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. In the coming weeks, we'll have a whole variety of stories and encounters of the disciples and others With the risen Lord, encounters of how the Lord speaks to them in various ways, the repentance and the call of Peter once more, and other various interactions. But for us, an important one in this evening is the reminder of the story of Emmaus, of how the two disciples are leaving Jerusalem, cast down their hearts. Sad because the Lord has died. He who had been our hope, they said. He was supposed to be the one. And they leave disheartened. And the Lord walks with them on the way. They don't know it. They don't see him. They don't understand it. But the Lord Jesus walks with them and he breaks open the scriptures. He goes through the Old Testament and describes all of these things that point to him. And then he gets to the place where they're to stay and they invite him to stay for the night. And the Lord comes in. And he sits down with them for a meal. And he takes bread. He says the blessing. And he breaks it. And then he disappears. And it says the disciples knew him in the breaking of the bread. The disciples' response and that action. Was one of intense joy. They ran back to Jerusalem. Pretty much, it, it seems like they just kind of ran out the door, even though it was night time, and bolted back to be able to share the fact that they had just met the Christ. That they met him again. He who they thought was lost has been raised. Were not our hearts burning? They said, as he spoke to us. In the Holy Mass that we come to celebrate this evening, we go through so many things. We go through the blessing of the water, symbols and signs of new life. But there's one thing that remains for us the tabernacle is empty at the moment. But soon, it will be full, full of Christ. And we will have that moment for ourselves. Just like the disciples on Emmaus, as the Lord comes to us to break open these things and to help us to understand Himself and His love, to understand the prophets and the promises. And we too will be able to see Him in the breaking of the bread. know that the Lord will be able to see and hear in our lips, in the silence of our heart, that same response? We're not our hearts burning. On Thursday, we were invited to rest with our Lord in Gethsemane. On Friday, we kept vigil with the Holy Cross. Holy Saturday has been a day of silence, stillness, as Christ our Lord lays in the tomb and we await his resurrection. But as we enter into this season... The thing that we are called to do with our Lord Jesus is not simply to sit and to sit sit in the garden and to pray, to reflect on the cross, but rather is to allow ourselves to be filled with every ounce of joy that Christ desires to pour into us and to go forth and to share it with the whole world, to rejoice in Christ Jesus, to let the world know that Jesus Christ is our Lord, he is our God, he is our Savior, he is our Beloved, he is our everything, That without Christ we stumble in darkness, but with Christ, all joy. The cross comes, yes, but the resurrection is always assured to follow. And so we pray the grace of the Lord to be with us tonight, in this moment, in this night, that Christ would come to us and He would continue to break open the Word But even more important, that he would break open our chest and to be able to place within us that heart that was promised to us so many years ago. And he would give us a new heart, a fleshly heart, a heart like that of Jesus. One that pours out love, a gift of self to all, counting no costs, simply rejoicing and doing the will of the Father. May God grant us this grace. May he grant us his peace. May he fill us with joy. May we ever always know the gift of Jesus Christ.